This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good afternoon to you. I'm Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas with Transitions Life Care. Mary, the holiday season is upon us. Don't say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I am not ready. <laughs> it's it's good that the holiday season is here. It's maybe a little anxiety in, inducing that uh, the big day is, is just about two weeks away. I, I did buy my Christmas tree. I, I celebrate Christmas at my home, and and um, I normally go for the Charlie Brown tree, and I went to the tree lot, and I was like, I'm looking for the ugliest tree you have, like a Charlie Brown tree. And he was like, those are called natural trees. And I was like, <sighs> okay, so we've moved away from the Charlie Brown. <laughs> I've got a natural tree. It, it is very Charlie Brown-esque. <laughs> I like how we have to be sensitive about the trees now. We can't call it the ugly tree. It's got to be the natural tree. The natural tree. I, I like that. Well, <laughs> Seeing as how we are in the holiday season, we were going to have a program centered around caregiving at the holidays, and that is something that can bring a whole new set of challenges to a time of year that, you know, it's, it's often painted as this fun, relaxing, uh, wonderful time of the year, and usually it is that, but caregiving can uh, throw things for a loop, and we're going to have a very thorough discussion today, and we're very, very happy to welcome back to the program Tipa Snow. We love having her on the show. She is founder of Positive Approach to Care and author of Understanding the Changing Brain, and she also has a, a book in the works as well called When is Enough Enough? That's about caregiving as well. Tipa, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. You guys are great. You made me laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, holiday. Oh, Fun? I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm a caregiver, and I, I'm telling you, the holidays have been a lot, and, and caregiving around the holidays, just even thinking about it is exhausting. Yeah, it can be because it's sort of like on top of everything else. And mm-hmm. I think that's what people who aren't in that role, it doesn't you know, like you don't realize it's like, but wait, my plate is already full. Mm-hmm. What? Something else? And different? Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, okay, I have to make I'm doing all the caregiving duties. And now I have to think about holiday dinners, people coming to my house. You know, how do I prepare somebody? I think this is a perfectly timed show to go through some of these things and and try to relieve some of the stress. Is there anything, (laughs) Tipa, there should we be checking on things now? How do we start checking in with ourselves to see if we're prepared as a caregiver for the holidays? Step one. Pause and take a deep breath and go. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Because just the idea of thinking about this stuff can really cause you to catch your breath and go, ay, ay, there's a Mm -hmm. lot. And and so really giving yourself permission to breathe for a second. It's like, okay, it's still ahead of us. We aren't there yet. Let's pause. Um, And let's consider how much do I really want to do? This Christmas, I mean, how much, or this Hanukkah or whatever the season is, how much do I want for me and for the person I'm caring for? What do I want Mm -hmm. out of this? Because what starts to happen is we get sucked into old routines, the things we've done before people expect of us. And it's like, we need to like look in the mirror and go, well, what's 
what's good for me and what's good for the person I'm caring for? What do I think it's going to be so that we can prioritize? I mean, because we got to let go of some stuff. If our day's already full, we got to let go of a few things in order to fit this in, honestly. It's mm-hmm. a great point. So, yeah. So, like, as a carer, because you're caring. You said you're a caregiver. You know, how much spare time do you feel like you have already? None. After this, I have to go find prunes after this show today. <laughs> I'm, on the, on, I'm on the hunt for prunes. <laughs> you're on the hunt for prunes. All right. And so this idea of going, okay, let's, let's pull out baby bites. What little thing can I fit in? And can I have, can I designate five minutes of a focused awareness of, so what do I, what do I want to achieve in this five minutes? What's reasonable to do in this five minutes that I've got? Because I've got five, that's it. And if I try to take more, I'll feel like I'm not doing things I should be doing. So I've either got to let go of something or I'm not going to feel complete. I'm going to feel like rushed and hurried. And then the stress starts building and then my voice changes. And it's like, I need you to sit down for a minute. So I, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 just wait. You know, and suddenly we sound like the person we don't want to be. So I have like, they're called the eight S's. And when we're thinking about holidays, like shorter, simpler, smaller. Okay, those are the first three. So keep it short, keep it simple, keep it small. However big it was, make it smaller. I love that. So what are you going to let go of? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) if you did the whole dinner, what could you do instead? It's a great point. You know, I I spent the whole Thanksgiving stressing about a turkey, just the turkey. I didn't even make sides. People brought sides. But thinking Uh about the turkey alone and not even my loved one who I'm helping caregive for, I I didn't even – that didn't even – cross my mind at the point because I'm trying to serve a turkey too. Uh, you know, it, it's so hard to, and it's, and I felt so overwhelmed and um, I've got to rethink that. Well, and, and it's so frustrating because I used to, and we get into that, well, I, I've done this before. I know how I could do this. And it's like, well, but not where you are right now, where you are right now is not where you were before. So recognizing things are changing all the time and caregivers, we, we get so into the rhythm of doing that we, we forget how many things we've already coped with. Mm-hmm. And so we're in that moment of like, well, it's just a turkey. And it's like, oh, that turkey is just a part of a big puzzle. Mm-hmm. And if we don't step back, we, we think it's just a turkey in the moment. But in the big picture, it's like on top of everything else, I'm trying to figure out this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have any more brain space. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, you know, the first three are short, simple, and small, because we can have great joy in things that are shorter, simpler, and smaller, but we have to let go of that idea of the old stuff, the big, Mm -hmm. the flamboyant. So I love your Charlie Brown, and, you know, they can call it whatever they want. (laughs) I love your Charlie Brown. (laughs) Because that's something that has value to you. It's not just a get or done thing. It's you went looking for that tree because that tree has meaning for you. Exactly. Yeah, and it's smaller. It is. I put way less ornaments on it. There's less on it because there's not as many branches. And so, and so the final S and the most important S, even if you skip the others, is how satisfied are you with it? 
That is a good one. That is a good one. And it's something, a, a great reminder. I love the tree. I loved the turkey, but I think making things smaller and simpler, I might be more satisfied in some of the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And so then there are the other S's, like, is it a sensory satisfying thing? Mm-hmm. So we can break it down a little bit. Like, does it satisfy your senses in some way in what you see or you hear or you feel or do or what you smell or taste? Is there something about it that is really satisfying for you and the person you care for and others? Mm-hmm. So what about that Charlie Brown Christmas tree was really satisfying? I gave a tree that needed a home a home. <laughs> Ah, so for you, it was more of, was it a social match for you? Mm -hmm. You know, was it the right social thing? And it was for you because it, again, that Charlie Brown Christmas tree was going to get left all alone. (laughs) And as a caregiver, it gave you the satisfaction of caring Mm -hmm. in a very different way, but it satisfied you. Mm -hmm. And people around you, how how did it feel? Was it your mom that you care for? Uh, My grandfather, Mm mm-hmm. Your grandfather, how does does he get to experience that Charlie Brown Christmas tree? He he will in ways. Yes, we we've also put a tree in his little his room at the hospital uh-huh. right now, and you know he's very satisfied with that and is sharing it with all the nurses, and he is he's having a great time showing everybody his little Christmas tree. Yeah, so give yourself a high five. You deserve <laughs> exactly. a high five or pat yourself on the back because maybe nobody else will. But you know what? Thank you for doing that. Right. So showing appreciation for, you know, giving yourself a sense of appreciation. Look at what you did. That's great. Mm -hmm. Congrats. You fit that in. And those little bites of, am I satisfied? Can I feel good about it? Do I have someone socially in my life who will, who will affirm me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I wonder about, is it in a good space? Are you in a good space? Are you creating a space for you and your person where you have enough space to do what it is you want to do? Like there aren't so many interfering things that you're holding some space and then you've got that space to do something you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not all jammed right up against everything. You've, you've created some, you know what, we're going to take like an hour and we're just going to visit in twos because that's a better match than bringing everybody in all at once. That's a great tip. That is. And taking a step back is is just so important to make sure that you're not overwhelming yourself. And these are these are just wonderful tips and really good perspective to have, because, I mean, we we've kind of talked about it, that if if you keep just trying to go down the path, you're going to get overwhelmed. And um, that that's when you set yourself up for trouble. We're speaking with Tipa Snow. She is founder of Positive Approach to Care and author of Understanding the Changing Brain. And we're talking all about caregiving at the holidays. And we're going to take a short break and continue our conversation with Tipa right after this. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF with your hosts, Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk 
traffic. If you want to learn more about Transitions Life Care, view the resources online, find out events that are happening as well as career opportunities, head on over to transitionslifecare.org. Transitionslifecare.org. I'm Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas. We are speaking with Tipa Snow, who is founder of Positive Approach to Care and author of Understanding the Changing Brain. And we are having a discussion all about caregiving at the holidays. And uh, where Mary is kind of bearing her soul here of uh, what she's been experiencing. And Tipa, you've been talking about the the eight S's. And if you can, can you recap real quickly the S's that we covered last segment and uh, maybe the last S or two that we have to cover now? Yeah, so we have, we have basically, we have keep it short, keep it simple, and keep it small. And then we had make sure it's a good sensory experience for people involved. It's a good social experience. And you have the right space, like you're, you're using your space well. And then we missed one, or we didn't talk about it, which is make sure it's the right circadian pattern for the person that you're supporting, like making sure that that's a, that's a good matchup, um, like time of day. Like, so Mary, when are you at your best? When are you at your peak? First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. Jason, what about you? Um, I, I'm a night owl. Is real. I'll get I'll get a burst of energy at like ten o'clock at night, and I can knock a lot of things out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're the one I want to. If you were Catholic, I'd take you to midnight mass. <laughs> <laughs> For Mary, I'm thinking, yeah, no. Um, maybe you know, what do we want to do early in the morning? Or what can we do that would celebrate for both of us? So, I mean, we're thinking about celebrating something, bringing joy, having fun, and maybe it's singing a couple songs, but you may want to sing more into the evening, and Mary may want to <laughs> get joyful and make a joyful noise earlier in the day. Um, so how is it a good match to bring you together and add a third person who doesn't like to get up till 10 and then hits their stride about four? Mm. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. So making sure that we're matching up with when people have their best ability to engage and enjoy us and the person we're with, because we're part of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And looking at who we're inviting and how are they going to be about that time of day? Like kids are a great example of like, oh, boy, they have changing brains. Um, and so making those visits successful, let's figure out when everybody's going to be in a good place and we're going to do the thing that matches up. No. So it's the last S is the satisfying, so that we're all satisfied. And if it's not working, let go. Let go and let's pause and let's rethink because we misjudge something. And it's like you didn't do anything wrong. It's just hard to figure all this out in short order. That's a really good point. You know, you mentioned doing thinking, things that are fun together and helping create these holiday, mm-hmm. holiday memories is something that's really important for many caregivers. Are there fun activities that you recommend for caregivers and for people living with dementia to help create these holiday memories and have fun together during these times? Yeah, so things that to think about are things that are sensory-rich sensory rich things, but that they're, um, they can be modulated or, or managed up and down. Mm-hmm. So if mom always loved going to a concert, but ooh, boy, that's a lot, mm-hmm. um, getting to the concert, holding it. Uh, how about you think about what was one of our favorite songs? And can we put that 
on a, on a system where we have it happening and we have a moment and we're going to look, mom, listen to this. Mm-hmm. Ah, and now we have a memory that pops up. Now, it may not be a clear, defined memory, but it could be the look in her eyes. She starts humming along. She moves her hands to the, and it's like, there's the celebration right there. So music, um, sometimes things like movements can do it. Uh, smells can do it. Um, looking at looking at something that gives us that sense of pleasure because it's like, oh, yeah. Like you said with your grandfather, the Christmas tree, the little Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be something that you make or do together, like putting the Christmas cards in the envelopes. And for some people, even licking the envelopes or putting a stamp on and it's like those little things, looking at a picture, um, we tend to think too big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jingling a bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moments, little moments and short windows tend to have greater impact on human beings and their emotional memories than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was thinking as, as we were talking, as you were mentioning some of these things, and as I was thinking about the Christmas tree, um, are there things <laughs> that caregivers should think about in the holiday environment? And as you create parties mm-hmm. or schedule parties, are there physical things that you can, can should consider to make surroundings easier for someone that's living with dementia as you prepare for the holidays? Yeah, whenever we're going to bring people together, we're going to want to have a quiet space where the person can be mm-hmm. and where one-on-ones can take place and where the lighting is good and it's a comfortable place for the person to to put themselves and and perhaps one person look at who who among those coming are the most comfortable with that individual so that you can do the thing you like and want and need to do to feel the celebration, but that your person that you care about also is getting something that they like and want and need. And so bringing maybe a partner in early and tuning them in to what you're going to be asking of them and how to do it. And so that's off your plate. Mm-hmm. You got that one off your plate early. That's the appetizer. Mm-hmm. And now you're ready for the main course, which is, now I can focus on the kids because I really want to do something for the kids. But, you know, the problem is when I bring the kids in, it gets pretty loud, pretty raucous. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I love it. But it's really hard on on the person that I'm caring for because it's too much. Mm-hmm. So how do we make a recording of that and then maybe share a little bit of it at another time mm-hmm. so we can find the joy, but we don't have to endure the entire event? That's a that's a really good suggestion. I, I and when we're talking about kids, I, I and and teenagers and children and also any mm-hmm. family member, are there things that you would suggest to help prepare visiting guests who, if there's any significant change in their loved one since the last time they visited, uh, is there anything that you could suggest to help prepare visit uh, guests and also the person living with dementia as well? Yeah. So if I'm starting to notice that engaging is a lot more um, effort and is it that they like to look before they they get a handle on, they want to observe, what I'll do is I'll try real hard ahead of time to go, you know, we've been having some shifts and I, I did a video so you could see what it's like before we get together. So you sort of have a sense of how mom's doing or how grandma's doing mm-hmm. and what I'm doing with her. And 
I have a couple of these, I have a couple of ornaments or I have a couple of pictures or I have a, you know, I have a wreath or I have a pine, you know, a pine bough that if you pluck them and, and you know, rub your fingers on them, you know, like that gives her a real. Yeah. So I do some prep work maybe ahead of time to know what are the probable outcomes and say, here, take a look at this, listen to this, watch what happens. And then if they have a, wow, she's really changed ahead of time. Mm-hmm and they grieve the loss, we get that out of the way before they come to visit. That is a great point. I, it's something I experienced with my grandmother who had Alzheimer's and, um, mm-hmm. you know, every time was such a, a big change and it felt like, mm-hmm. you know, there was one time that, you know, you never forget the time where they don't recognize you anymore. Um, yep. And it, it is one of those moments that sh- was shocking to me as um, I was in my early 20s at that at that point and it was a very shocking moment mm-hmm. to me. Um, and it, it can be hard and I can see how it could weigh heavy on the holidays. For sure. And and so if, if somebody knows, you go, well, look who's here. It's Mary. Mm-hmm. I am so glad to see you. And she goes, well, hey. <laughs> and you can see that she doesn't know exactly who you are, but she likes you. And it's like, <laughs> but if you knew ahead of time, she's having a really hard time with identifying people in relationships. Mm-hmm. But if you come in and you're positive, she loves visitors who have good energy. And if you give her your name, she might recognize it. She might not. But what will happen is it allows you to enter the space in a positive way. That's great advice. And we're going to explore more of uh, sundowning and dementia with Tipa. We're going to take a break here. But I want to remind you that Tipa is founder of Positive Approach to Care and author of understanding the changing brain and she's also got another book in the works when is enough enough and we'll talk about that later on in the program as well but stick around we're taking a quick break we'll be back after this you're listening to aging matters care and comfort that surrounds you a service of transitions life care it's your life your care on fm 98.5 am 680 wptf news talk traffic This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. 60 minutes devoted to giving you all the information you need when caring for a loved one with Mary Lucas and Jason Kong. If you have questions for the show, you can email agingmatters at transitionslifecare.org. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I'm Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas representing Transitions Life Care. And we've got a a great subject that we're going to approach now. We're going to be talking about dementia and uh, the concept of sundowning. And to do that, we are very happy to have on the show Tipa Snow. She is founder of Positive Approach to Care and also author of Understanding the Changing Brain. And we're going to be having a, a deep discussion about this, Mary. Yes, I. it is something that um, it, it, is, it comes up quite often in conversations with caregivers um, who are um, caring for someone who's living with dementia. And, um, you know, I recently heard of it with my dog, um, I, who knew dogs have 
dementia and also sundown and, um, you know, she's been up all night and now I am understanding a lot more. Um, but I, I want to do a deep dive into sundowning. We hear about it quite often. It, it is exhausting for caregivers. Um, so Tipa, let's just start with the basic. What is sundowning and why does this occur? Okay. So we used to truly believe it was simply because as the sun went down, people had a reaction to the sun going down. And it turns out, well, yeah, that is a little piece of it because as daylight turns to night, our brains tend to think, well, I'm supposed to leave here and go somewhere. And the place I'm supposed to go to is a safe place. But the main thing is I'm not supposed to be here. This is not where I'm supposed to be anymore. What we now realize is there's also parts of it that have to do with brain chemistry. And as I use up all my chemicals in my brain, I'm running out of chemicals. And so my brain is less skillful, less competent, less able, and I get more easily stressed and distressed. And so the place that used to feel familiar and comfortable isn't. The people that I'm with aren't the people I want to be with. The stuff I'm doing doesn't make sense. And often in that moment, my brain will pull out a card that says, ah, this is what you're supposed to do. This is where you're supposed to be. And this is who you're supposed to be with. And it's fake. <laughs> it truly isn't true. But your brain believes it. So that phenomena of having your brain fritz on you, and I've got to get out of here. I can't stay here. Get me out. And I may not even have as many words as I had earlier. And all I want to do is I'm getting frantic. No, let me out. I can't get me out of here. I've got to go home. I've got my mom. I've got, I've got to take care of the kids. And, and it can feel so, because it's not how I was. And it's so distressing to a care partner who's trying to Mom, this is your home. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? No, you can't go. It's 2 a.m. Because this doesn't stop when the sun goes down. Then it goes off and on into the evening. So, Mary, what's your what's your take on that? Because that's, that's my experience after years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's it. Those are all really great points and, and definitely how, you know, I, I have felt before. Can you talk to us about some of the signs that caregivers should look for that someone is sundowning, you know, signs and symptoms of it and, mm -hmm. and things that maybe could trigger in your head, oh, this is exactly what this is, just so, you, you know, caregivers can kind of start wrapping their heads around that. Yeah. So what we're going to start noticing is a change in how people are looking around, how people are sounding and talking and taking in verbal data or what they're doing and how they're doing it. Or we'll start recognizing disengagement and that repetitive sort of pattern of, so, so when am I going to, when I, when can I go home? Mm -hmm. I, I've to notice the disengage and increase in anxiety. Um, so the anxiety starts kicking up. So we start seeing patterns and we want to try to catch it before we get to pacing. Pacing is a back and forth. Mm -hmm. We might see looping where the person will go around and they'll check out and they'll go around, but they're not settled. 
or if they can't physically move a lot, we start seeing them using their hands and touching their faces and glancing around and 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 and, and, and not being able to sort of that stuttering speech or no wait, I need to I need to find out something or can I call? I need to call. So this they start to make statements of I need to, I want to, this isn't right. Um, so those are all indicators that uh oh, we're uh, this is no longer feeling like a safe place, a harbor. I'm no longer feeling like somebody who's who's comfortable. I'm, I'm starting to feel like a jailer or a controller. Um, the person is showing evidence that, uh-oh, we got a problem, Houston. And it's mm-hmm. picking up on that as early as you can. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, at, at early is, is good to start picking up on these things. As someone, as a loved one who is um, who has dementia starts to get further down in, into the dementia, um, what is some visual cues as a caregiver? What are some of those visual cues you can look for as communication becomes more complicated? Yeah. So what I'm, what I could be looking for is when you ask something or you try to engage, they disengage from them. Mm-hmm. So they don't know, no, leave it alone. Just leave. So you notice a change in tone of voice, mm-hmm. or you might notice the rocking and the trying to get up when they haven't been doing that. So you notice a change in um, physical level of not being comfortable, or you notice that they're they're doing things with their hands and often the hands and the mouth oh 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 my oh my i've got a mm-hmm. i can't i you know so you see a seeking so seeking with the eyes or seeking with body or not settled um are and sometimes grinding your teeth or or smacking or i i've got a call i've got a i've got a shuffling papers or fiddling folding in an intensity so maybe they folded towels earlier, but now it's creasing and creasing and, and and not watching the TV. And it could be tuning out or really hyper-focused on, do you see that boy over there? He, he need, You need to call the police. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, what are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. So it could be intensity sometimes. That's, that's definitely, you know, one of my favorite things that my grandmother had when she was going through um, some of these things that you're talking about is an activity mat. Um, she had the, the uh-huh. zip, a zipper uh-huh. and a, um, a little handkerchief that was sewn onto the mat and buttons. And um, she was she was a folder. She loved to fold things. Everything uh-huh. was being folded. Uh-huh. There's always little piles of towels around. <laughs> Kleenex. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Dirty napkins, whatever she found. But the intensity of the folding will typically go up, like really pressing the seams and, and really, or you can't get her to fold. And normally she would fold, but that's not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. I'm done with that. And so there's either a not being able to engage or the intensity goes up. And that's usually a really strong indicator. Ooh, we're right on the edge of distress. That is a great point. So what can, before we go to break real quick, I want to touch on this last question. What can you do as these things start to happen to help reduce some of the stress and keep uh, your loved one engaged? Yes. Step one, we need to take a really deep, hard breath and blow it out. (laughs) As soon as we see it, our brain starts going, oh, no, here we go again. We take the breath in, but then we panic with it and we don't let go. Mm -hmm. Okay. It looks like we're about to hit our moment. Ooh, and then that ooh moment where I'm going to come up with something 
and I've got up, I want a laundry list. I want to come up with at least five on my list and I may want to post them on the side of the refrigerator or in the kitchen in the bedroom so that I have them visibly present for me because in that moment, my brain is already going to a, oh no, 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 <laughs> please don't do this. And instead I need to look and see, okay, so what's my response, not my reaction, but my response when this is starting to happen? Well, how can I respond in an effective way? Mm-hmm. And step one is breathing. And then the step two is going, oh, mom, or oh, Mary. Now, what do you hear on the end of my, my what was the ooh when I went, oh, Mary? Oh, like pa- freaking out, pause. Excitement. Excitement, yeah. There's a pause. It's like there's some energy there. Mm-hmm. So it's not a negative energy. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, Mary, Mary. Which right, tells right. you, oh, I'm worried. <laughs> Here we go. Or oh, Mary, disappointed. So it's the tone of voice and the energy that you're putting out. And so it's like, oh, Mary. Because what I'm signaling is, oh, I've got something new. And so it draws your, it's called the reticular activating system. It's the part of your brain that's always looking around. Something good, something bad, something good, something bad. And I already know you're moving towards the something bad. And I want to catch you and see if I can bring you to the something good. Oh, Mary. And then I've got to change place, person, or what we're doing, programming, Mm -hmm. or prop. So I've got to make one of my four P's. There's five, which is what are the possibilities, but I've got to think of my P's. I want to think of my P's like, okay, so I'm stuck with me. I'm the only one here. Um, Okay, so we could change places. Hey, Mary, come here. I need your help for just a second. So rather than you being in the same place, we're going to move to a new space. Now, it may just be another room. It may be something, but I've got something set up there to catch your eye. And by moving to a new room, I actually trick your hippocampal area, which is your memory and learning center, mm-hmm. into resetting itself. And that may also be, let's get your coat on. I need to go outside. I want to check on something. We actually go through the outside door and go out of the building that we're in. Because for some people, that's a stronger signal that we're going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Oh, Tipa. We have to take a break real quick. We're speaking with Tipa Snow. She is founder of Positive Approach to Care and author of Understanding the Changing Brain. And we're going to continue our conversation with her right after this. So grab your coat and come with us. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joined by Mary Lucas from Transitions Life Care. Here's your host, Jason Kong. Welcome back to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Mary Lucas, our guest on the line, is Tipa Snow. Tipa is founder of Positive Approach to Care, and she's also author of Understanding the Changing Brain, and we're having a discussion on sundowning and dementia. And Tipa, just before the break, 
um, you had given us the P's, the, uh, a bunch of words that start with the letter P. Can you can you go over that again, and we, let's expound on that a little bit more? Yeah, so switching a place, switching a person, like switching people out, switching out programming. What are you trying to do? What is the person doing? So a different activity. Uh, and then the last one is props. What is available, visual, uh, physical, uh, auditory? What are the things, the props that you could be using? What's being used and what could we use? So switching and changing something because what I say is what we're trying and what we're doing doesn't seem to be working. That is really, those are very helpful in thinking about how you approach uh, this situation. So talk to us a little bit more about what we can do with these P's. Yeah, so the first one, if somebody still has language and they're still trying to communicate with you, like, listen, I, I, got, I can't stay here anymore. This isn't even my house. I need to get home. I need to validate that I got their message. Oh, wow. So this isn't where you stay. You need to get back to the place that you stay. So this isn't it for you. Wow. And I thought we were staying here. Huh. Wow. Well, that's a surprise. Mm-hmm. So sounds like here is not an okay place. And it's like, boy, I need to hear that message because it's like, this is your home. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? You've lived here for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? And rather than trying to get you to understand this is your home, because in that moment, you don't have the brain chemistry. And it's not, I mean, you could try it, but all it does is result often in an argument and more emotion in a negative direction and more of a commitment. To, I got to get out of here. Um so in that moment, I can try shifting things. So none of this looks familiar to you. Wow, that's horrible. I, now, you know, because I thought we were going to stay here today and then maybe go tomorrow to see if you can buy time. But if you can't, then it's, tell you what, let's get your coat on, then let's get out of here. Because I thought this is where we were staying and you're telling me it isn't. That's called validation. So that's the first thing I got to validate. And then I've got to investigate. Like, will leaving this space help me out? Is that enough? Is just getting the coat on, getting out of the car, going for a ride, is that going to do it? Mm-hmm. Or is it something more than that? Mm-hmm. Um, and i got to be willing to try something. <laughs> if what I'm doing isn't working, then I've got to try something different. And that's the hardest part for many of us. It's like, but I don't want to go out and get in the car. It's cold. All right, well, let's see what happens when she gets out there and it's cold. And she goes, well, it's cold. And it's like, you're absolutely right. Do you want to wait and go tomorrow? That's a great well, point. Well, I guess. But, I mean, we didn't even pay for this place. Are we going to get arrested? So <laughs> now I'm back to, oh, you're worried about getting arrested. You know what? I think it is paid for. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Who paid? Well, not you. I think it's gotten paid. It's already covered. Oh, well, good. And that's sort of like, okay. But I don't want to go right back in and start all start right back where we were. I still want to go, tell you what, could you help me a minute? Here, would you wipe this counter for me? And I'm starting to think of things that take, and what we know about human beings when their brain isn't working well is their body needs pressure. Mm-hmm. It needs to do something that's a little heavy-handed. So maybe wiping tables, scrubbing something, sweeping something, running the vacuum, doing something that gives you a sense of push, push, push. Um, Pushing outward tends to relieve and release a lot of tension. 
Um, you can try a massage, which is also another way of, of doing pressure. Um, but it's really important to figure out what soothes this person in that state. Is it a hug? Is it giving them some quiet? Is it giving them music? Is it giving them something to sing or hum or dance to? Um, we've got to be that being willing to be flexible here. I can see how that'd be very engaging and, and involving that yeah. involving them in the process. Yeah, and one of the really hard things is for us to look really hard in the mirror and do I have the energy? Is my brain working well enough? And I think sometimes we don't really acknowledge our own vulnerability to like, it's been eight hours already. I don't want to do this right now. And it's like, yeah, so where's your backup plan? Who's your backup plan? Um, and all too often in our current system, we, we do one-on-one -on -one and we don't think about I'm human too and I need to go someplace else and do something else for a little bit mm -hmm. um, because I need a break. I just need to breathe and have a break and not have the responsibility because I'm sundowning as much as they are. <laughs> that is true. So, you know, one of the hardest parts is to recognize I could use somebody else's eyes on this. I could use somebody else's ear on this, somebody else's take on this, because I think I'm at my limit. And I've just, I've had enough and I feel trapped. And, and so I do what I know how to do and I feel myself changing. I feel myself using that voice. I, I sense myself feeling overwhelmed and it's like, yeah, that's what sundowning does to the person who cares a lot. I mean, it's a it's a two person phenomenon or a group phenomenon. It's not just one person experiencing it. Um, and we can get in the same cycle the person does, which is, oh no, 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 no. Let's not go there. Um, but pulling back is not going to probably change what's happening. That's a great point. I I want to touch on real quickly before we sign off here the support system that the caregiver mm -hmm. could use here and how can you call on your support to help you during these moments? Yeah. One is to recognize, is this a pattern that's starting to be daily? And if it's a daily pattern, then I need to send up my, my help signal to say at about this time, I'm going to need some different kind of support. Um, and this is what I want us to try. And to say, if this is happening pretty routinely, then what we're doing in a 24-hour stretch has to change because we can't sustain it. I mean, we're we're getting to a place where more more is what I need, and it's different as well. But it's I can't. It's not a quick fix. It's not a one time. It's not you know. Oh, maybe she's got a urinary tract. I mean, this is a new pattern that I want to adapt to, and it may also be that we need to get some expert opinion in here. And so my support may be. Maybe I need to look at a medical support. Maybe I need to look at a different social support or maybe an environmental support. Or maybe it's really time to take a look at the whole day and see, are we doing too much for too long in the morning and we're running out of gas? Or is it something else? Um, is the person's pattern shifting or are they missing something in their life? Like the kind of things we're doing isn't, isn't filling their bucket in a healthy way or mine. Um, so it's really important that as we look for support, we, we think big on this because this is a phenomena that can really be all-consuming, but it also often signals a bigger picture step back and go, wow, I think it's time for us to investigate 
what we all need, not just what this person is telling us they need. That's wonderful. Um, Tipa, before we head out today, can you tell us how our listeners can connect with you if they want to learn more about you or how they can pick up Understanding the Changing Brain or learn more about your upcoming book? How can we do that? Yeah, well, we have a website, which is just real simple. It's my name, www.tipasnow.com. Or we also have a presence on Amazon. So if you're curious, you can go on Amazon, and if you put my name in, there's all, all kinds of things that will pop up, including those books. Wonderful. Tipa Snow, founder of Positive Approach to Care and author of Understanding the Changing Brain. Tipa, we love having you on the program because we always – leave the show with mm -hmm. some wonderful advice and new strategies that are given to us. We always appreciate your perspective and enthusiasm. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for doing what you do because it really does matter. Well, thank you for that. And thank you to Transitions Life Care for their continued support of this program. And it's a, it's a wonderful resource for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We are out of time for today. On behalf of Mary Lucas, I'm Jason Kong, thanking you so much for listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you, a service of Transitions Life Care. It's your life, your care on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Aging Matters, care and comfort that surrounds you on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. For more information, log on to transitionslifecare.org.